0: Welcome to the Persuasion Pitch Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, licensed esthetician, makeup artist, and anti-MLM advocate. Okay, everyone, I am sitting here with Tara, and I'm so glad to have her on because she was with Beachbody. Um, So how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing, (laughs) um, all right. So like, I guess we'll just like jump right into it. I know that you were with Beachbody for a while, right? So how long were you with that company? I was with
1: Beachbody for seven years. So from 2012 to 2019, um, I also was with another MLM for a few months. I got sucked into one of those financial marketing ones known as world financial group for a few Mm, months, but yeah um saw the light relatively quickly and got out but then i stayed with beach body for about two more years before i finally decided to pull the plug
0: yeah seven years is a long time it's crazy because i actually just interviewed someone that was with amway for seven years so that's a long time to be in that one too and amway is one of the older ones Right. I mean Amway like kind of paved the way. They did pave the way for what multi-level marketing is today. So wild. Yeah, that's a really long time. Um so you were with just with those two, right? The World Financial and then Beachbody.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was with Beachbody first, and then I kind of got sucked into World Financial Group. Kind of the promise of I could blend the two together and, you know, make them work together. But then ultimately, you know, I saw World Financial Group for what it is, and um, Beachbody as well came out with some policies that you couldn't, you couldn't be part of one because they were having issues with say like somebody who was a sensi rep, and then they'd sign up as a coach, and then they try to recruit coaches out of Beachbody and get them into Sensi instead right. so they put a hard policy in place that it was either your Beachbody or nothing so they, uh, they kind of put their foot down
0: with that one right right I mean I can like see that but yeah they, they don't want to miss they don't want you taking anyone from their company and bringing them to another company because they may like that one better or something you know like they mm-hmm. want you all to themselves so Um, how, so whenever you first got recruited to Beachbody, like, how did that go? Like, who did you, who were you recruited by? And like, how did, like, how did it all pan out? It's, it's really
1: funny. I was a customer of Beachbody first, you know, like, as the story, it seems to be with so many coaches out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd seen the infomercials on TV late at night or during the day, and, and it was usually it was the turbo always the turbo jam that one that I saw. And it just it looked like fun, like something to do. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I got my exposure to Beach Body. Now I finally purchased the program a few years later, and my very first coach, um, it, it was way different back then. Um, this is about two thousand and eight at that point. And, you know, they they were just there to kind of reach out to. They were friendly. There was no like pushing the business or anything. Um, but of course I could see what she was doing. And I asked her, I said, Well, what like how is it that you can do this? What are you doing? And and she kind of told me and she says, But you're in Canada, you can't, you know, it it's not there, it's not available to you guys. So kind of like tough nogies. And it was like, okay, whatever. Um, it opened, it finally opened in Canada in 2012 and about 2000 and, uh, say about 2010, I got with a different coach. And what happened was I was on Facebook and I was on, um, a page of one of the coaches who's a sister of the woman who does turbo jam. And she posted something about it and I responded to the post. Immediately, like literally within 30 seconds of one another, I had two of her downlines pounce on me. Um, they liked and responded to my comment. Then they DM'd me, and um, you know I ended up going with one of them. And she was the one who I see it for what it is now. And she was essentially kind of grooming me, and there was a lot of manipulation in it. There was no true sincerity in it and you know like she got me thinking about you know like I can't wait till you can be one of us you know they're talking soon 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 it'll you know they're, they're going to bring it to Canada and I want you to be part of my team and blah 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 um, it finally came to Canada and it was October 1st 2012 she actually told me about it about a month prior to that and she said, you know, we were just at a conference and they told us it's opening in Canada. Here's all the paperwork, get it filled out and then get your paperwork in October 1, 2012. You're with me. We can do this. Um, buy your challenge pack because then it's, it, it's way cheaper to get started. And, and, you know, the whole shtick that I eventually was taught how to do later on. Um, and that's how I got recruited into Beachbody because I was just kind of willingfully looking for you know, I was interested in the program because I was going through some body image issues and I was looking for some solutions to deal with, you know, losing some weight and and working out and and that sort of thing. And um, that's ultimately what kind of really got me started in the whole the whole thing. And, you know, then October 1, 2012, I was a coach and she was starting to invite me into her little groups in facebook and and back then they used to run you know i'm sure you've heard of these team calls and stuff oh yeah and um we used to call into conference lines like there was no um video calls there mm-hmm. was none of this um you know like the the calls that you see that are posted on youtube there was none of that it was all conference lines and right. and and there wasn't a 1-800 number. So we're calling an American number from Canada. Oh.
0: Wrapping up our
1: phone Oh, wow. It I didn't even think nightmare. Of that. Oh, my gosh.
0: And of course you don't get caught. Yeah, so it was.
1: Oh, absolutely not. So you mm-hmm. have to like be, you know, aware of that. I think I only ever, you know, truthfully, I only, one of hers, I only ever called into one of them. And then after that, I just would listen to the recordings afterwards because, you know, there was scheduling problems. It's like, okay, we're gonna do it at this time on this date And it's like, dude, I have a life. Like I can't mm-hmm. just drop everything because yeah. you snap your fingers. And and I think that's where I started to feel some of the friction that ultimately years later ended up with me
0: exiting the way that I did. Right. Right. I mean so so you like got in on the ground for I guess in Canada, right?
1: I I did. I'm one of the original, or I was, I should say, because I'm not anymore. But I was one of the original founding co-
0: coaches from Canada. Oh wow! So you were like at the top in Canada. Um. So, well, it's it's not really the
1: top. I was just one of the original crew, like the original uh-huh. ones that got started on day one. Right. I mean, the top are the ones, you know, quote unquote, the ones who are at the top of the pyramid. And I, in, in my entirety of seven years, I sat at the bottom of the pyramid. I made it to, I made it to what was called an Emerald coach
0: Mm -hmm. and I
1: stayed there and I never went any further.
0: Okay. So even though you signed up in October of 2012, right when they, you know, like right whenever it was available to, you know, People in Canada, you still stayed at that level. So that's very telling.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I started in 2012. I probably didn't hit Emerald until 2016. That's how wow. long it took for me because they were not overly transparent about how it all worked. Mm-hmm. It was invite people, you know, like invite them to invite them to work out, invite them to buy the product, invite them to you know, be part of it. And then if they're interested, get them to sign up for the discount. Like it was all shaded under a guise mm-hmm. of invite. But what that word actually meant was recruit. And it <laughs> took a while to really figure that out because they were so shady about it and they were so secretive about it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can count on both hands how many times I asked my upline and I said, how exactly do you do this give me a step-by-step format I can follow it and I can do it but she would always kind of pussyfoot around it and never give me exactly what I was asking for so I was sitting there like beating my head against the table trying to figure it out and like I know somebody listening is going to go oh well she didn't work the business or oh she just (laughs) didn't put her all in it and it's like dude there was a lot of sketchiness right from the start and you know we're trying to get information like
0: by pulling teeth like trying to get information how do you do this
1: yeah and it's not like the typical job like you know you go and you work for a place say like mcdonald's they take you to training they show you how the grill works they show you how to lay the burgers down they take you to the burger assembly table and they show you how every piece fits together and how it all works and how you shoot it down the line to the end
0: result to the customer
1: beach body not like that at all
0: not at all Right. I mean, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, people are, oh, they just didn't work hard enough. You gave it all you had. I mean, if you were in for seven years, like, obviously, you thought that if you did work harder, um, or you, you thought you saw something in it, right, to be with it for that long, and to stay at that status for that long, or was it just the psychological aspect of it like you enjoyed having a group of people to where you felt like oh these are my girls or you know what i mean like how what like what kept you going what kept me going like
1: um i mean there was kind of a twofold aspect of it when i first got into it and i first started to meet the local coaches in the city that i was in you know, I started to believe, oh, these are my friends, you know, I'm making new friends. I was at a time in Beachbody where I um, I joined where I was very vulnerable, um, yeah, most, and yeah. that's what they prey upon is your vulnerability. Yeah. I'd gone through a breakup, I was going into a new relationship, and that relationship was falling apart, and then I finally split with that person, and I believed that I could lean on these people for support and and have this to support me and you know there was also things going on in the economy and the job market was so unstable so of course it's you know under the promise of you can replace your job or you can you can do this instead and pay your bills and in reality you don't um but but there was there was kind of that, that dream yeah and it was kind of that twofold of you know, there was something, something in it and, it. and it was almost like, I would say it's a, it's equivalent to being brainwashed. Like you're just, you're constantly, yeah. these people are constantly telling you these things and you just start to believe it. And they hit you right where that vulnerability lies, where they know they can get under your yeah. skin and make you believe it.
0: Exactly.
1: But in reality, it's, you know, the people that I thought were my friends, um, even when we were at the big events they because they had rank event advanced higher than me they looked down their nose at me like I was dirt um, you know the one there was one who it was oh let's go for coffee go for coffee so I'd call her up and be like hey let's go for coffee and she would never respond um, oh my and gosh. so you were just a number <laughs> yeah I was just a number and as well that's where I started to first observe how all-consuming this became for some people because it was all they would talk about, they would only want to talk about oh, beach, yeah, they would only want to talk about mm-hmm. the business with you, they would only want to talk about all of these things. And yet, I'm like, hey, I just read, you know, I just went and saw this Marvel movie and it was great, and they don't even want to talk about that, they just <laughs> want to talk about beach fight. And it was right, right, it was it the was biggest crazy. red flags ever, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I, again, I was at a different mindset at that point, too, because I was just honestly, like I would say the peak of it for me was 2014. I went to the first summit that I'd ever gone to. And I went at a time Mm -hmm. where I was depressed. I was Mm -hmm. heartbroken. I was like, I was uh, walking like shattered heart. Like literally at summit, I was crying over my breakup in private because I was still trying to cope Mm -hmm. with it. But I was trying to use this to mask the pain like to give me something else to focus on and at that point it became a little bit of an obsession like I got really obsessed with the workouts and I you know I dropped a bunch of weight in about three and a half weeks because I just let it consume me but it was the only thing that you know helped me to not sit and cry at night um yeah but the the things that kept me in was just this constant like honestly I did desire the the chance to work from home and to kind of have that that flexibility that they they promised like that was something that appealed to me because it's just kind of um you know it, it could be anybody's dream you don't want to necessarily r- run back and forth to an office every day and I was just you know I was a bit younger too and I was not not settled like I am now and mm-hmm you know, they played on that too. And that's kind of what kept me in it for so long. And then just that, that continued belief of, oh, if I just give it, give it some more time and, you know, really figure this out, then I'll be, I'll be able to do it. And then, of course, the yearly trips were a big, a big thing that kept me hooked into because, you know, my first summit, we went to Vegas, the next two, we went to Nashville. And that was like, the you know the be all end all for me I, I I dreamed of going there since I was a kid and finally it was a dream realized you know the next year we went to New Orleans and I didn't enjoy that very much but that was my last <laughs> summit I only I, love, I, love I, I only cool. ever
0: went
1: you no know, New Orleans is not a place I enjoyed very much uh, and <laughs> there were a number of factors why um yeah. but you know I only ever went to four summits and and of course it was oh I can go on these trips But what followed me back was crushing debt.
0: Right. That's what I was going to ask you about. Um, Because you went on all of these trips, but like who, were they really free trips? Like who paid for these trips? I never, ever,
1: ever went on one of those supposed free trips. Those were the ones that you quote unquote earned and you had to you know i'm doing air quotes with my fingers here you earned it through rank advancing by selling your soul and recruiting i only ever went to the yearly conferences but i paid for everything i paid for my hotel and usually in the hotel it wasn't you by yourself we would split the room between three to four of us you know cram as many as you could in to break down that cost right and then of course the air the airfare and i'm coming from canada so you yeah know, you would have to book. pretty far you know wait it, it was brutal like probably i was spending at least five to six hundred dollars round trip and i mean that's a lot in the grand scheme of things just on yeah this airfare. was years ago the too hotels so usually it was years ago too and you have to think about it i'm canadian flying into the u.s and i'm paying u.s of this so the conversion rate as well is killing me right so i'm paying you know say 200 for a hotel for a night in a hotel in the states but when it converts back to canada that's about 350 dollars for one night when you go to these these trips and they they have at the conferences um they call it summit so they have their shopping area so what happens is there's all this merchandise so it's the clothing the accessories anything you can think of like there were water bottles backpacks duffel bags all kinds of stuff um with beach body
0: slapdo in them
1: right beach body mm-hmm. Pio body beast whatever was hot at that time for a program that's the merch you could go to buy mm-hmm. and you know the lineups could be really crazy to get in to try and buy this stuff. And then they kind of streamline the process a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But you would, what would happen is all of this merchandise then would be uploaded to the American access, but being in Canada, it wouldn't be there. It was like cricket. So we were going, well, how do people back home who can't come to Summit get this stuff? And it was basically, well, you just have to buy it while you're here. So buying this stuff, and your supposed 25% discount the conversion rate still caught up with you being from Canada i was dropping anywhere between 4 to 4 to 600 dollars alone on all of this Gosh. stuff just to get it so that i could have it you know they called it wear and share so it was it's a marketing tool wear it out everywhere and then when <sighs> people ask you about it then you can tell them what it is and invite them aka recruit and I totally got sucked into it now luckily I when I chose to quit I was able to sell off just about all of it I only kept a few select pieces just because I I did really like them I, I can't condemn them because like I have a pair of um crop pants that I bought in 2014 they still look brand new and they're really good quality material and they've lasted the test of time and I wear the crap out of them. But the the price paid for them was not worth it. Um
0: you know and, and were, the company already has their money, so why not wear it right?
1: Well, exactly. But it's yeah. still the amount of money that was spent was just insane. And it probably wasn't until about I wanna say after the New Orleans Summit in 2017 that they finally started uploading some of the clothing onto the website. You know, they would make you wait almost a month, but then it would be there. But even still, you're still paying, you know, a hefty price for this stuff. And then you pay for shipping on top of it. So it's shipping up from the States. And you know, like a, a coat that's listed for $50 and in the end, you're spending almost $80 with everything on it. So it was, it was really expensive and it was just another cash grab. And, you know, right. like
0: yeah, the,
1: from, from the money aspect, it was just, it was, it was insane because you had to, so they tell you that you get a 25% discount every month. Uh-huh. That 25% equates to exactly what you put right back in to your coach fee. Coach oh. fee in Canada started um, about $14 a month. It was about 16 I believe, when I left. It had gone up a little bit. But basically, that's your 25% discount. So you're not really getting a discount. Um, and the discount, you know, quote unquote, was applied to whatever product you had to buy every month To keep yourself active, and of course, being um, being where I started, the only thing that you could buy to get yourself the proper personal volume level was the Shakeology shakes. And with the amounts, you know, they you see the coaches out there and say, "Oh, it's only ninety nine dollars a month or whatever." No, no, no. In Canada, between the price change and everything else it's 140 dollars every month even
0: if it's um, 99 dollars that's, so like, that's expensive
1: it's extremely expensive for yeah. this this thing and and you know i was one of the anomalies who actually liked it so i can't i can't you know cut it down and say it was gross i actually liked it i liked the taste of it i was one of the weirdos but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i don't think so i've talked to, to anyone that right? liked it but it, it was, it was one of those things, you know, you sit down and crunch, I was crunching my budget every month. And that was like, I must have this, but I'm looking at that cost now going, I was spending $140 a month on Shakeology. I was spending about $16 a month on the coach fee. So that's, that's almost 100, $166, $170 a month just to be active in this business. And what am I getting in return? Basically nothing.
0: Right. because
1: I refused to sell my soul to recruit so mm-hmm. in seven years and I went back I tracked back through the numbers because I downloaded everything like all my information before I officially quit mm-hmm. in seven years I made $1,300 what? I probably I, I made about $1,300 gosh. in total I can't believe that over seven years oh my god! yeah and you know mostly oh I just had god. people who were customers um I never really pushed the business on anybody I only ever had two people join me in about 2017 one was the guy that I was dating at the time and the other one was a good friend now in a different MLM um but you know they just wanted to do something to support me and and kind of give me a little boost and I I really I was grateful for that I never forced it on them I didn't barf it all over them right. they just wanted to do it out of the kindness of their hearts, wow. and Can't that's how that i achieved that, that emerald status but yeah in the end like you make bupkis like nothing off of this mm. and as much as they say oh it's it's you sell the products and you make a commission and blah 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 no the real money is in the recruitment right. and then the downline recruiting to further boost you up. Cause if they're doing their job, then you have, you get to do a little bit less and reap the benefits. So it's all part of that pyramid structure. It, mm-hmm. It's absolutely these coaches that are out there flaunting it. And they have these expensive houses and these expensive cars and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. They are making the money off of the recruitment. They are not making the money off of anything else but that and many of them that you see they're so high up in the pyramid now that you know that I don't even know anymore I've been so detached from them but it it's at the time it was they were just so high up that it seemed like they were just doing nothing you know they were just kind of barking orders at you like oh you got to do this or they were guilting you as like why aren't you doing this like this is so easy and yet it's like you're not telling me what i need to do Mm -hmm. and you know
0: that's because they were they were making it off of the ones who are losing it and they're making money in their sleep while 99 percent of people are losing money (laughs) yeah it's being funneled up to them
1: yeah it was it was disgusting and that that's part of the manipulation tactics that they use they're like well look what i have you could have this you just have to work for it it's like okay give me the recipe as to how it works and then it would be crickets.
0: yeah yeah that is disgusting like like a part like people at the very tippy top and you know of course the founders like they have to know I mean, the founders, sorry, I'm yawning. (laughs) Yeah, the founders know for sure that they're scamming people. And I think the ones at the top, they know they're just so indoctrinated and like, you know, I mean, it all boils down to money,
1: so. Yeah, and with money comes the ego and with money comes the corruption, Mm -hmm. like the egos of these people I mentioned earlier, it was, you know, I would see these people that were just starting out when I just started out back when we were all friendly once they started to excel up the ranks their egos started to inflate and they looked at me like I was dirt my own upline started to treat me that way too
0: um
1: I was at a summit and I I we went to a big photo op or whatever and I approached her and I said you know like it'd be really nice to have an opportunity to hang out i said can we sit together at tomorrow's sessions and she said oh yeah oh yeah absolutely save save us some seats i'll come sit with you and we can we can hang out while we're attending the session okay great i I attend the session the next day i save a couple of seats i'm texting her going like hey i've saved the seats where are you nothing
0: what a bitch Oh, absolutely! Like, and this, that's awful, and that's mean. Like y'all are adults. That's horrible. It was, it was heartbreaking. Like it's I, sad, I was yeah. So, I was so heartbroken. This was somebody who,
1: you know, essentially I looked up to. Somebody who I thought was a friend. Right. You know, and she treated me like that, and wow. I, you know, not even a quick text of, "Oh, sorry, I had to go to a different session, or I had to go do this." Just. Nothing. And I'm like, I would never, Man, ever treat somebody
0: that way. No, you Screw her. And,
1: you know, I mean would girl. say total mean girl. You know, now she's, you know, I would say karma wrapped around, she's divorced now. Um,
0: that's another <laughs> thing that seems to be a virus that runs through these is divorce. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because you know, like a lot of people, most people you know, they're told to fake it till they make it if not all of them. So they can show off this house and these cars, but they're most likely in debt and losing money. And that does, you know, people get divorced over finances all the time. It's like one of the leading factors in divorce. Yeah. Or they just, the spouses finally wake up and go, I just, you know, I'm tired of this because I'm this tired, tired of you talking talk about, about it. About it. <laughs> right. I'm tired of you talking about this constantly. Like, shut up about it. I got, or I just can't live with you. Yeah. It's like, we have kids,
1: let's focus on our kids or, Hey, let's do something other than you mm-hmm. feeling like you just have to put everything online. You know, Right. And that's, that's the other part is you're, you're pushed to basically vomit your life all over people. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're supposed to be relatable, but really you're not. Mm-mm. And, and, you know, it's, if you don't post this or you don't do this and you don't share this, then it's just, you're not going to get out there. And it's like, you sacrifice your privacy for this. And I, that was another piece that I had issue with. Yeah, that's huge. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't be that transparent and, and put that much out there because like I value my privacy. That's why even now my social media channels are all private. And mm-hmm. now, honestly, I have not posted a single social media post in almost two years. Wow since just before I quit, I have nothing out there. Um, And that was, that's part of the detox from it all too. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there's, there's divorce runs through it like a virus. There's also, there's a lot of infidelity that runs through it like a virus. Mm. There's top coaches that willingly and flagrantly cheat on their spouses. Yeah,
0: that's, yeah it's awful i
1: was approached i was approached and i was propositioned by one and it was the shadiest thing ever and it it was like your wife
0: is gonna find out right you don't want to be a homewrecker i'm just saying like i mean like i'm not like judging anybody but like kind of (laughs) but yeah i mean the thing it's like that brings me back to, I don't know if you listened to my episode I did, the story of Maren Parker, because she was encouraged, of course, to put everything online about where she was going to be and what she could afford. And so she went to um, a concert and she put it online and she was kidnapped and <clears throat> for like eight hours and she was raped. And it was because her MLM was telling her to put everything online and where she was. So yeah, it's very dangerous.
1: It's, it's extremely dangerous. Luckily, like I was a bit wise to that. And I never, never, ever, ever posted something quite like that, that put me in a dangerous place. Um, Thank goodness. You know, I, I was quite wise about that from the get go and I never, never left myself vulnerable to that degree. But I mean, If you were to look back through some of my old posts from around that time, you will definitely see some language that was what they taught you to do, Mm -hmm. but mine were always quite a bit different too, because I just, I couldn't get past putting myself and, you know, myself out there and putting myself out there to a degree where something could happen like that. I just couldn't do it. Right. i just it, there was always that nagging voice in the back of my head i'm more aware of what it what it was now than yeah. what i than i was when it was actually happening you know and, that's that self-realization that yeah kind of came yourself out of is telling it you out.
0: don't do it yeah yeah smart i mean yeah and like I mean, so your fam like what did your family say when you were in this did they even say anything to you about this did they think it was a pyramid scheme or what did they say you know it was really funny the only person who ever challenged me on it once in seven years only
1: once was my dad and there was one day where I was talking about it and he says well it sounds like a pyramid scheme and of course my response <laughs> was the you know, you're conditioned to say it. It's not a pyramid scheme. The no. corporate world's a pyramid and blah blah yeah. blah blah blah.
0: Pyramids are illegal.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's that was the only time anybody ever challenged me on it. Everybody else oh. kinda but I mean I wasn't one of those pushy, self absorbed mm-hmm. coaches. You know, like I wasn't looking to just barf it on on everybody you know Mm. I I brought it I I would bring it up if somebody was like well I'm looking for something to do I said Mm. you know I do this if you're interested let me know but that's where I would drop it like as soon as I kind of just said hey if you want to know ask me the questions but I'm not going to be pushy because I mean even when I had a semi sales job I didn't like being pushy I wanted somebody to have a real conversation with me about it be
0: authentic with it
1: yeah. yeah, and then just make their own their own, um, you know, assumptions and conclusions about it and make their own decision like a, a well informed decision. Mm-hmm. Now, the the thing that made it tough back then is, of course, now we've got the anti anti MLM community and more and more of us speaking out about these companies mm-hmm. that didn't exist back in the day when you would first Google this opportunity or this company like there was nothing out there to the contrary rather it was just everything about this is what it, you know here's Beachbody here's their website here's the coaches sites and it looks so good but now when you google it you get a lot more of the anti-MLM stuff popping up and it's, yep. it's more you know there's there's more information out there to make a more well-rounded
0: judgment informed decision that's, that's informed decision. amazing that's amazing yeah Whenever you decided to leave, um, did anyone try to get you to stay like, um, your uplines or, I mean, you didn't it's, have, like, it's really, go ahead. It, it's really
1: funny about that. Nobody knew that I was leaving before I did. Oh. I kept it so hush hush. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had expressed at one point frustrations to my, my original upline. Um, and I said, you know, I am finding that I'm not connecting with this. I'm really having trouble being part of this. like I, I really need some guidance. Like I really need to have a proper conversation with you. Mm-hmm. She couldn't even really take the time to do that. She mm-hmm. responded to an email and she sent me a voice note, I think, on like Facebook or something. Uh-huh. like she she couldn't she couldn't arrange like half an hour to have a phone call with me which was another factor that really pissed me off for lack of a better word. Right.
0: Um,
1: and so when I started to make the decision that it was like, okay, I, I'm going to peace out, like I've had enough. Mm-hmm. By that point, I had decided I'm going to drop out as a coach, stay as a customer, because I was still using the online workout platform, but I Whoa. was like, I'm done with the shakes. I'm done mm-hmm. with everything else.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I I just decided, and, and I decided to kind of make it like, you know, ceremonious or, or momentous or whatever. And I decided to quit on the exact seven year anniversary of oh, the wow. day that I joined. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's what I did. That's so pretty I clever. Filed the <laughs> yeah, I, I did it and I quit. And even when the cancellation and everything finally went through, I Mm -hmm. never heard a word from her, nothing. No, 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 like, Oh, I see you quit. What happened? Blah, blah, blah. She Mm -hmm. was just like, I don't care. And I was talking to another coach that was higher up as well. She was kind of similar ranked, but I was talking to her. um, I'd met her at one of the conferences and I just said, look, like my own upline is really not doing it for me, but I'd like to have somebody to just kind of hold my customer account just while I, I stick around for the workouts and, you know i would like you to be the one and she went she actually responded and she would actually have conversations with me and mm-hmm. you know they, they weren't too self-indulgent they were they felt a little more real which again you know hindsight 2020 and everybody who's seen it has seen kiki chanel's video because she's in right. that one that went viral yeah um yeah <laughs> and so I flipped my customer account over to her but then then she started she started in so she's like oh just attend this this call or whatever no, like a customer call nope so I kind of no. I kind of did because it was quarantine and it was quarantine and oh you I, did oh yeah because I just wanted to see what was going on yeah of okay. course, like.
0: but you are gonna like join ex- no but being okay. an
1: ex-coach I'm like I'm like, I can see right through her. And I was kind of like, dude, but it, it, you know, she would drop these nuggets, but I mean, as well, we just kind of sit there and shoot the shit, which was kind of fun while you were in quarantine. Right. Was, you don't have anything you know, else to do. No. And it was such a, a weird time last year, but then what really, what put the nail in the coffin with her was a Kiki's video and B. Um, she actually then flagrantly launted her ego at me on a Facebook message and was just like, oh well, <laughs> you know, I make six figures doing this. So it oh just makes gosh. me think that anybody can do it. And I'm just like, holy crap, woman. So made a flip again. I got a hold of one of my really good friends who was, she was a little more grounded and normal per se. And yeah. I flipped my customer account to her because I said, look, I'd rather have somebody who's like kind of within my own city mm-hmm. who you know, I have a friendship outside of all of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even when I did that, that other woman never heard a peep, a peep nothing, Mm-mm. absolutely nothing. So, you know, it was, it it was really, to me, it's just, it's, I look back and I kind of laugh at how, how I made it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt so disconnected. And I was just, I was really becoming extremely resentful of the coaches that were so successful Mm -hmm. you know it's like oh i can go and do this i can go buy this house and i can have this life and here i am i'm drowning in debt Mm -hmm. worried about if i'm going to get a job or not to pay my bills how i'm going to pay all my bills Mm -hmm. and the thing that kept me from slipping back into it was just this feeling of being absolutely revolted by the recruit 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 it's just it's so inauthentic and really slimy to just look at people that way and go I really don't care about your life or whatever I just want you to join so that I can make all this money all right that's what
0: um, it is mm-hmm.
1: yeah so that's it's that's okay. kind of how how I quit you know I kind of slid out the back door without anybody really noticing
0: right All right. so like if anyone's listening you heard her story do not join this MLM or any other MLM because this is what these people do. They can look like, you know, your best friend, like they're making it, but they're slimy people and they're not your friends. Stay away from them. <laughs> yeah,
1: they they really are not your friends. They they really, as much as they're like, hey, you're part of my team and you could be a boss babe, which is oh a phrase Lord. that even to this day makes me want to puke. Oh, um, yes. They're not your friends. They're not the people who, when you're going through a breakup and you want to harm yourself just because you want to feel something other than that heartbreak pain right they're not the ones who are going to nope. be running to your door to help you they're not Mm-mm. the ones who are going to sit on the phone with you at two o'clock in the morning when you're crying having a mental breakdown right. they're not the ones who are going to we're in a pandemic they're not the ones who are going to come to your door with supplies because you know god forbid you've contracted this thing right. and you can't go anywhere mm-hmm. you know they're they're not the ones who are going to be there for you because unless you are uplifting their bottom line you are dirt to them and they just do not care
0: exactly so as
1: much as they promise these things and as much as they make it appear on social media like social media is the guys and they make it appear like we're besties and we're in each other's worlds and we just we talk all the time and, and in reality it's so fake it's fake
0: is yeah fall that's awful that's awful. And I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. But I'm so glad that you were out seven years is such a long time. And within that time frame, I'm sure that you've grown as a person. And I do appreciate you raising awareness about this. Like, you know, there's no telling about you know, how many people you can help just by sharing your story.
1: Well, it's it's the only thing that we can do is we can continue to speak out. And quite frankly, a silent voice is a wasted voice. And this is a major issue because you know they're becoming more and more relentless like world financial group stalks people through linkedin and now oh, they're yeah I know. Stalk, they're stalking you on the job boards mm-hmm.
0: um neighborhood the, the neighborhood app
1: yeah and the you go through instagram and instagram they're hiding their quote-unquote opportunity and the highlights on their profiles but then their ads <laughs> pop up and it's like hey, welcome from home I do this. Mm-hmm. Every single one of those that I see, I report them as spam and fraud, which all yep. of us should do because that's yes. the only way we're going to get them taken down. Right. I mean, the lingering, the lingering effects of all of this is like toxic positivity. Like it just it gives me these anxiety feelings. Like it's, it's absolutely horrible. Thanks. I still have a horrible relationship with food. Thanks containers. And I still have issues with my body and my self-worth, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's not been quite two years yet. And I still have these issues, you know, I'm still deprogramming the way that I think about my body. And and that was the very
0: reason that you even started was because of that to like, get, you know, to feel better about yourself. And when in turn, it did more harm than anything. And gosh, I really hate that. I hate that so
1: bad. It was it was detrimental to my health. I mean, mm-hmm. quite quite frankly, eating about 1200 calories and working out excessively as they say you need to, that's mm-hmm. not healthy. No.
0: They're not nutritionists, they're not dietitians.
1: No, and then they try to give you health advice or nutrition advice <laughs> and it's it's like, dude, you don't have the credentials or the education. It's the same as the World Financial Group representatives. They do not have the education to be giving this advice or selling these products. This, even though it's a regulated industry, these are people who just walk in off the street to a BPM meeting, which is the business product meeting, because they were brought in by somebody who's looking to recruit them into the pyramid. And they do Uh not have the proper education to be dealing with people's financial matters world financial group screwed me out of three thousand dollars my gosh you know here's this life this life insurance plan that's going to set you up to take care of you when you get older but oops we forgot to tell you that you need to be making at least six figures for this thing to actually be valid that reminds
0: me of primerica so it's the
1: same thing they are both the same company Mm -hmm. under two different names yeah and it's it's the disgusting and it is
0: just as bad it's just yeah they're all horrible they're all awful and I that's why I encourage everyone to research 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 like just research as much as you can because it falls on us it falls on the consumer I mean they're not gonna they're gonna tell you amazing things but once you just just a simple google search will show you you know how google
1: search. YouTube search. I'm going to say Google. They try to bury it in Google with the SEO, but YouTube, if you put it into YouTube, Mm -hmm. you're going to get more um, informed results. I think you're going to get, you're going to get somebody like, you know, you're going to get the Kiki Chanel videos and Mm -hmm. trust me, she does her research and she's got excellent sources. You're going to get people like Megan Sip or Deanna Mim yeah, or you know, you're going to get those guys Just hashtag to...
0: anti MLM and
1: absolutely, you know, yeah, like listen, on. listen to those of us who were actually in it and we have experienced it from the inside. You know, we're telling you the back end that they don't show you and they don't tell you about until they've got their claws in. But by the time they hook hook you with their claws, that's when the indoctrination has started. That's when the manipulation has started. And, you know, while you're researching, keep that open mind and ultimately make the decision that is right for you. I will, you know, my advice to anybody who would want to join Beachbody, just don't do it. Seriously, it's not worth it. There's so many other things that you can do out there. Any MLM, don't do it. It's just the facts are out there. We're telling you what actually happens in these companies. And don't let the materialistic dream blind you to the alienation that eventually it's going to happen and the damage that you're going to do to yourself in the process, whether it's physical, mental, or both, Mm -hmm. and to the people around you. In, in the end, if you do choose to go forward with it, that's your choice and we won't condemn you for it. We're not going to attack you as a person. Yeah, we're not here to
0: shame anyone. We're here no. to help and to educate, you
1: know. We're, we absolutely, right. we want to educate you so you can make the right decision. Mm-hmm. But in the end, just know that we're going to be here to support you when you choose to get out, you know, reach out to us and we'll wrap our arms around you. Go girl. Absolutely. Absolutely. We understand or dude, we understand right. and we're here to help you move forward with it and right. heal this, this damage that you're going to do. It's it's like the analogy of the hot stove. When we are kids, they're like, don't touch it. It's harm. It's going to hurt you. And And we look up at our parents and go, end and so we reach out and touch it we burn our hands and we get and we we get a burn and we get hurt and you know the parent looks down at you and he says well now you see what we were telling you right. but then they take you in their arms and give you a hug and a kiss and wipe
0: your tears and that's such know, a great you analogy i love that yes yeah you know
1: so Then they're there to comfort you in the end and that's what we're here for as well Absolutely. we're here to tell you our our story and we're here to give you this information because we know firsthand from having experienced it and touched these things but just know that if you decide to go through with it and experience it for yourself and then you decide that i can't do this and and this doesn't fit with me and i can't i can't sell my soul to the devil for this you step back and come out of it we're going to be standing here waiting to help you heal that and move forward and get back to, you know, a proper, normal, what I would call a proper, normal life where you're free Mm -hmm. from that level of indoctrination. Like as much as the denouncers try to say, you know, these videos that are out there and say they were doctored, they were, they're false. This is not what actually happens. These videos that are showing, especially these team calls, that's what happens. You are berated, you are talked down to, Mm -hmm. you are basically pressured to do all of this and it's not okay. It's just not okay. So the more of us that can raise our voices against these companies, I think the louder the noise we can make, the more change
0: that can be affected. And there there has to be some change. Right so well said so well spoken so well said that was amazing (laughs) that was so amazing um so i mean i guess we'll wrap we'll go ahead and wrap it up and i just want to thank you so much again for being a guest and for sharing your story i know that it's gonna change someone and i just if anyone's listening please share this with someone you know who is with Beachbody or with any MLM for that matter. And you know what, maybe we, yeah, just let them know we are here for them. And I'm, I'm glad that, you know, that she, you know, that Tara put that in there. I do, I really do appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. We're here for you to help you when it's
1: time to get out. And if you're looking to get out, reach out to us and we will help you and guide you to get out of those. Even if you have to do what I did and just slide out the back door to have be able to sleep through the night without the anxiety and the pressure and those feelings of, of doubt of yourself worth, you're worth more than that company. You've got this and we're here for you.
0: Right. 100%. <laughs> As always, thank you so much for listening and I hope that everyone will be back here Monday for another episode.